Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org radio.org. Now, here's our show today. Not very many Christians today are familiar with the minor prophets of the Old Testament. Today we're on one of those Old Testament minor prophets, Habakkuk. We're on the second life study message and it'll be our final message. Apparently the books of Micah, Jonah, and Habakkuk are separate and are not linked together by anything. However, if we get into the intrinsic contents of these three books, we will see that there is a linking factor, and that this linking factor is Christ. This is Matt Miller with Francis Ball, and Francis, it's good to have you here with me for this second and final program of Habakkuk. Well, I'm very interested in being here, Matt. Thank you very much. Francis, we're going to cover the last two life study messages, printed messages of Habakkuk in this one radio program today, I just mentioned that Christ is the linking factor of the three minor prophet books of Micah, Jonah, and Habakkuk. But we need to get into the intrinsic contents to see it. So I'm going to ask you if you'd summarize that for us before we go on to the book itself today. Well, a broad summary of that, I believe, Matt, would be that uh, to get the linking factor in the whole Bible, we have to see Christ. Christ is the linking factor of these minor prophets. All these chapters in these three books of the minor prophets we're talking about have a linking point, as you brought out, and that linking point is Christ. And it's so wonderful how Christ is depicted in these three books. When God is judging, yet Christ is manifested. And when God is blessing, of course, Christ is manifested. But in these three books, I think the main point can be brought out in a footnote on Habakkuk 2.4. If we read that footnote, we'll see the, the linking factor of Christ as everything that man needs in the preaching of the gospel. Christ is the factor that links the books of Micah, Jonah, and Habakkuk. According to Micah 5.2, Christ as the eternal one whose origin is in eternity, has gone forth by being born as a man in Bethlehem. Then the type of Jonah 1.17 reveals the continuation of Christ going forth in his death and resurrection. In the book of Jonah, 
Jehovah's salvation was brought to Nineveh, an evil city of the Gentiles, through the preaching of the prophet. Today, God's salvation, which was prepared, completed, and consummated by Christ's going forth, has come to us through the preaching of the gospel. The way to receive and apply this salvation is by faith, as mentioned in this verse. Francis, I'm going to refer to the three verses in those three books where uh, Witness Lee talks about the centrality of Christ and how he's the intrinsic uh, linking factor of these books. And the first one is Micah 5.2, which we've talked about in earlier programs, how Christ's beginning was from the everlasting of days. He goes back to eternity past. So Christ came from eternity, as described in Micah 5.2. And then we go to Jonah And then in the book of Jonah, uh, verse 17 in chapter 1, we see where he went into the whale, and that was a type of Christ in his death and resurrection. So right there you have Christ coming out of eternity and in time going through his death and resurrection. And then now in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, which we just covered in our last radio program, we see this matter of the righteous shall live by faith. And so this is the salvation that's brought to the sinners. So that's kind of the linking that uh, Witness Lee was bringing out in this life study. And I felt like we needed to see that before we go into the, the book itself today. It's quite important that we see this or we miss the theme of the whole Bible. But in this way, we can see that the Bible is really the revealing of Christ himself. Well, Francis, uh, I want to go now to today's life study. We're going to have a little opening by Witness Lee here before we actually get into the book itself of Habakkuk, where Witness Lee is going to discuss the principle of God speaking, and he's going to refer back to David speaking in Psalms 1 and 2 and compare these two. Let's go to Witness Lee, and then we'll talk about it a little more. The Bible is the divine speaking, and the divine speaking is always not by God himself. It is by God through man. We all know the story. If I ask you to pass some message onward, I said, Brother, are you clear about what I want? Yeah, I'm clear. <laughs> then every time this one passed on a message absolutely different from my message, he either added something or he subtracts something. I tell you, God charged David to speak Psalm 2. You don't know, my goodness, this experience one, full of opinion, full of concept. Oh, he loved the Lord to the uttermost. So before he spoke Psalm 2, he uttered something. Could you recite to me someone? Blessed man, this and this and this and this and this and this. <laughs> this is not God's being. This is the messenger. You see, while he was charged to pass on some message of God, he added it up. Then after that message, he had more. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> Poor us. And today, when we come to the Bible, we don't know what is the real message by God, and what are the the additional parts? Rather, 
our mind is not so sober and our eyes are not so open. We didn't see God's message. We see all the additional things. This is our problem. So this is not a bug in black and white, purely by God himself. A lot of human concepts. Now, even here, when we come to the minor prophets, we have to realize, you know that day, the Lord Jesus asked, whom do you say I am? And this and that, you know, all kind of opinions. Then Peter, that was the only time he spoke something right. <laughs> he said, you are the son of the living God, and you are the Christ. And Christ appraised him. He was happy. My goodness, I got confirmed, he said. (laughs) (laughs) Then the Lord Jesus told them he was going to Jerusalem to be betrayed, delivered, and to be crucified. Then Peter heard this. Peter said, Lord, no, never such a thing, no. Then the Lord turned to him, Satan, just probably one minute ago. Peter was speaking the Father's word. Then just one minute later, Peter spoke Satan's word. So today, when we come to books like these, we need to spend time to get into it. So Francis, when we come to books like Habakkuk, we need to spend time to get into it. It's a very small book of three chapters, but uh, we really have to be clear It's not all a divine revelation there, but Christ is revealed. So it's like a walnut with a a hard shell on the outside, and on the inside is a kernel. We're after the the heart of the nut. We're after the meat. We're after the the inside of the fruit. And that's really Christ, isn't it? That's really the center of the whole Bible, but particularly in these minor prophets. So much of the human thought is there, but inside all that, we have a revelation of Christ. You know, it's a principle that he referred back to Psalms. We almost have to encourage our listeners to go back and listen to that life study on Psalms because the, many of our listeners maybe still appreciate Psalm 1. And, uh, but the real revelation of Christ comes in Psalm 2. Yeah. Uh, David is almost in Psalm 1 appraising someone who would be a law keeper. But in Psalm 2, we have to really have a vision of Christ. That's right. A brother recently told me how he'd been reading through The Normal Christian Life by Watchman Nee. He said, I've just finished reading it twice. He said, I've begun to realize that a lot of people have wasted a lot of time and energy trying to do something for God instead of just taking God for what he is. Boy, that's a good book. Uh, That's a classic by Watchman Nee, The Normal Christian Life. That's actually a book that we've created as an audio book. If any of our listeners would like to get the audio version of that, you can get our toll-free number at the end of the program. Or that book is also available to read online at our website, lsm.org. Well, Francis, uh, based on Christ being the kernel of this book, we can now go back and finish up with the life study of Habakkuk. Uh, Chapter 2 lists five woes to the Babylonians in God's judgment upon them. Let's go back to Witness Lee and get into the dialogue between Jehovah and Habakkuk the prophet. Now, based upon this, I just finished 
this book, Habakkuk. Here we have the second dialogue between the prophet and Jehovah and Jehovah's answer to the prophet. Five woes. This is Jehovah's answer. Woe to him. Woe to you. Woe to this. Woe to that. Five woes. Five woes to the Chaldeans. The first woe, because the Chaldeans have plundered many nations, the Chaldeans will be plundered and made booty to the nations. How the Chaldeans treated others, the same way they'll be treated by God. You have to know, after a little over 70 years, one night when the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar was so happy to have a feast, even to use the utensils in God's temple for their feast. There was a writing on the wall. Then the next day, the middle Persian general came, and he killed the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar, and he took over the entire dominion. What was that? That was God's recompense to Babylon. Then the second one, because the Chaldeans take evil gain for their houses by violence, the stone will cry out from the wall of their houses, and the rafters will answer from the timber of their houses. Then the third bow, the Chaldeans build a city by bloodshed, an established town by iniquity, and they will receive the righteous recompense from whom? From God. Then it is of Jehovah that the peoples toil for the fair. What the people toiled to get, that will be all burned for the fair. And then the nations worry themselves for vanity. They uh, labor, they work a lot, eventually all the things will be captured by Babylon. And the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of Jehovah's water covers the sea. Very strange. This is a strange verse, right? While Babylon was doing that, yet there's something still going on in this world. That is the knowledge of the glory of Jehovah as water covers the sea. This indicates what? This indicates somewhat one day will be there. The whole world, everyone will have the proper knowledge concerning God. Then the fifth woe, the Chaldeans make the graven idol made of wood, a molten idol made of steel or gold or silver, and the dumb idols, and say to them, Awake and arise, they will not, they will be cheated by the idols and gain no profit. But all the earth be silent before Jehovah, who is in his holy temple. Well, Francis, there's a lot in these five woes of Habakkuk chapter 2 that talk about predicting God's judgment on the Babylonian empire that would uh, attack Israel. Let's try to select some out as some high points. I enjoyed that while God is judging the Chaldeans, the earth becomes filled with the knowledge of the glory of Jehovah as the waters cover the sea. Isn't that marvelous? really is. It's marvelous that 
God in his judgment causes his glory to cover the whole earth. So his glory is primary in all that he does. It makes him known. And for God to be known is the glory of Jehovah. Even in his judgments, he will be made known. And that the glory of God will cover the earth. I really like how this uh, statement that Witness Lee said that one day the whole world will have the proper right. knowledge of God. Yes. I'm really looking forward to that day. It is wonderful even to have the revelation in the Bible that we can know much of that day's outcome even today. Well, that's why we have a radio program. Very Somebody good. asked me one time, why, why do you guys even have a radio program? Well, I tell you what, that's why we're doing this, Francis. That's right. To cooperate with God, to fill the earth with the proper knowledge of the glory of God. And the assurance that the glory of God will be made known throughout the whole earth, through all his judgments and all of his blessings. Amen. Well, I'm going to read a couple of high point verses in Habakkuk chapter 3. It's verses 17 through 19. I think many of our listeners may have heard of these verses before. But uh, again, Witness Lee is going to comment on this, that these verses are somewhat uh, interpreted in a natural way and compared to the New Testament with the Apostle Paul and Jesus's charges, it's, there's a little bit of a contrast there. So I, I hope our listeners could keep an open mind. Let me read these verses and then we'll go to the conclusion of today's life study. For the fig tree will not sprout and there will be no yield on the vines. The labor on the olive tree will fail And the fields will make no food. The flock will be cut off from the fold, and there will be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will exult in Jehovah. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Jehovah the Lord is my strength, and he makes my feet like hinds feet, and will cause me to walk on my high places. Let's go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study. I do believe every reader of the Bible, when he comes to this part, he would be very, very happy. You too, right? I will exalt in Jehovah. I will rise in the God of my salvation. Jehovah is the Lord. The Lord is my strength. And he makes my faith like Heinz's faith. And it will cause me to work on my high places. Good or bad? Too good, right. But you compare this paragraph with any verses in, in Romans, in Corinthians, in Galatians. I have been crucified with Christ. Now it's not I that live, but Christ lives in me. You compare this portion with those verses. You tell me. What does the person mean? No fig tree, no graves, no this, no that, no sheep, no action, nothing. No food, nothing. But I trust in God. I tell you, this is the natural concept. Paul's concept is not like this. Paul's concept is that when he was short of food, he fast. He didn't declare, I have the faith. I could thought you met Lord Jesus Christ. No. When he was in trouble, he prayed three times. The Lord says, no, Paul. I will not answer your prayer. 
I will leave the trouble with you. I say, thorn. But my grace is sufficient for you. There's no comparison. All this kind of thought, all this kind of thought on these pages are human concept. Religious concept. I like Romans. I like first condemns. God has made Christ my righteousness, my sanctification, my redemption. And that is my wisdom. You compare. No comparison. The Lord did tell the disciples, don't pray what to eat, what to wear, what to drink. What you need, your Father knows. You forget about that. You pray for the kingdom. You pray for his righteousness. All the necessities he will add to you. Paul prayed what? I pray for you that God the Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. My point is this. Our concept, our view should be uplifted. Well, Francis, we're on the life study of Habakkuk, but we're concluding with the Apostle Paul and the Lord Jesus and witnessly charging us to have an uplifted view. I wonder if you could give us your final comments about this uplifted view. I think it's quite marvelous that we've got a view in this one program of God's judgment and how this will be to the glory of God and uh, how all the needs that man is occupied with and wanting to enjoy are not the real answer to our problem, but Christ himself is the answer. He is God manifested in the flesh and promised to meet our every need, not according to our human concept, but according to his eternal purpose, to make Christ everything on this earth to all of us who believe in him. This is God's real way of manifesting his glory. He is making everything dependent upon him. And here we are today, dependent upon the light that he gives us from his word, even to know what the judgments do and what the blessings do. But the blessings are not the physical things, not the natural things, but Christ himself as the Spirit to be the blessing of all mankind. You know, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 34, uh, the Lord was talking to his disciples on the Sermon on the Mount, and he talked to them about... uh, their relationship with riches. And he mentioned in those verses six times the matter of anxiety. Don't be anxious. These are the things the nations are anxious for. And your heavenly Father knows. You don't need to worry about those things. And so the Lord will take care of us. We just need to take care of the Lord. Right. And uh, I just appreciate Witness Lee referring here also to Paul and how Paul had the thorn in the flesh. He asked the Lord three times to get rid of it. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. And so Paul kept the thorn, but he had the grace. May the Lord help us to have the grace in the midst of our thorny situations. Amen. This is what we need and what we want. Francis, I'd like to give our listeners some ways to contact us and to get more information. Our toll-free number is 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Or they can write to Living Stream Ministry at P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. 
or you can send an email to radio at lsm.org. Francis, thanks for coming in and being with us today. Thank you. And uh, thank you also for joining us. On behalf of Francis Ball, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us again. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. For 21 years, Witness Lee conducted a comprehensive life study, unveiling how the Bible presents Christ coming to be life to man. These audio programs are based on those messages, but to get the full riches of the life study, we hope you'll visit our website, lifestudy.com. From there, you can read over 1,800 life study messages in their entirety, or download more audio programs like this one all free of charge. Again, the website is lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening today. Was Jesus simply a great religious leader? The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John chapter 1, verse 29. Based on the scriptures, The religious people were looking for a great leader, but Jesus was introduced to them as a little lamb with a little dove. The lamb is for redemption, to redeem fallen man back to God, and the dove is for life-giving, for anointing, to anoint man with what God is, to bring God into man and man into God. Both the lamb and the dove are needed for man to participate in God. Scripture, John 1.29, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.